series i'm your host matt higgs the ff educator joined as always by john la the gridiron scholar this is the brock bowers rookie profile episode i am so excited to get into this one i've been waiting to record it i'm sure you've been waiting to listen or watch it i mean brock bowers is just a really rare prospect in terms of the NFL, but especially in terms of how he could break open the tight end landscape for fantasy football purposes. So we're not going to be hyperbolic on this episode, but we will be excited. If you're listening, make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you are listening on. We appreciate your support greatly. A record high numbers through the first two weeks. So make sure to keep tuning back in. We have many, many more rookie profiles coming your way through draft season. And if you're watching this episode, uh, drop us a like, uh, leave a comment. Let us know uh, where you think you might want Brock Bowers to end up. You know, we'll talk about draft capital later, but he can go as high as five. He could go in the 20s. It's There's a lot of landing spot potential here. So without any further ado, Let's get into him here. Give us the background on this special prospect here, Brock Bowers out of Georgia. Before I move forward with my analysis and the breakdown of Brock Bowers, I think it's important to think about Kyle Pitts. In 2021, Kyle Pitts, we featured him, and he became known as that generational prospect at tight end. And he was amazing at Florida, especially his final year for the Gators. Forget about what's happened in the NFL. Like you have to think of the player as a prospect before we've seen what unfolded in their career. Matt, after I've done all of this analysis and looked back on my notes and my profile of Pitts, Brock Bowers is a better prospect than Kyle Pitts in my book. Yeah. So, I mean, that tells you a lot about what I think of this young man. In 2023 this year, he was unanimous first-team All-American and first-team All-SEC. He joined Herschel Walker and David Pollock as the only three-time first-team All-America honors in Georgia history. I mean, that's pretty select company when you're with those two gentlemen. He was the John Mackey Award winner last year, Matt. He was the first back-to-back Mackey Award winner in the history of it. He played and started 10 10 games. I think he missed four with injuries. He had a team-high 56 receptions for 714 yards and six touchdowns. And last summer, he was named on the Bruce Feldman Freaks list at number 45. So we know he's an uber-athlete playing tight end. In 2022, he was also All-American and first-team All-SC. And as I mentioned before, he was the the John Mackey Award winner and the first member of the Bulldogs to ever get that award. He had a team-best 62 catches for 942 yards and seven touchdowns. 
What was impressive if you watched him that year, Matt? Remember, he scored three rushing touchdowns oh, and yeah. he had 109 rushing yards. They used him out of the backfield in these, you know, jet sweeps and stuff. He was pretty good with the ball in his hands. Go back to his freshman year in 2021. He was first team All-America, the Sean Alexander Freshman of the Year Award, and the AP SEC Newcomer of the Year. On the field, he finished the season as a team leader in receptions with 56, 882 yards, and 13 touchdowns. In high school, he's a four-star prospect and selected to the 2021 All-American Bowl. He was a number three tight end prospect nationally, number 10 player in California, and the 102nd overall player in the country. What I love about it, he played power forward in high school and you see those basketball skills at time on the tape. Matt, I know you've broken down the tape. What does it tell you about Brock Bowers? Yeah, there is a uh, there's a lot to like. I mean, it's it's uh, well, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it here. It, it's very exciting to watch Brock Bowers, especially when you consider him as a tight end prospect, because he's really not a tight end. He is a tight end. He'll get drafted as a tight end. He'll line up as a tight end but he is a pass catcher. He is an athlete, uh, but he is a two-way player. So let's get into it here. When it comes to Brock Bowers, I think the first thing you have to talk about is his pass catching ability. He is an excellent pass catcher. He has great ball tracking ability, and he works really well in traffic. He works really well under contact. He's got great mental concentration. So the amount of times that Brock Bowers catches the ball and then just gets popped by multiple SEC defenders and then just, just keeps going, it, just, it doesn't phase him. He doesn't go to the ground. He definitely doesn't drop the ball. He's got really reliable hands, and that shows through uh, all three years of his collegiate tape. Uh, in terms of his athleticism, it's, it's just it's really surprising. You know, you talked about those rushing touchdowns. They line him up all around the field. He'll line up in line. He'll line up uh, as kind of in a flanker position. They'll line him up as an H back. Uh, and then they will also line him up as a running back. I mean, you can find Brock Bowers all over the field. Uh, and, you know, he's got the build where he, you know, it could be hard to identify him on tape because you never know where he is. And then, you know, he's got the build where he doesn't look like a super, you know, uh, he's got great size, but he doesn't look like a chunky or like an overly built outside end, right? So, you know, it could almost be a, a little bit of a, of a where's Waldo when you're trying to find him in that, you know, red Georgia uh, uniform. Uh, so he lines up all around the field. I think in terms of route running, you know, he, he does enough as a tight end. He's not a technically sound route runner. But, you know, if you're projecting forward, I could just see him just eating along the seam at the next level. I think that's really, you know, you work him underneath, you work him on the drag, you work him on the curl, and then just let him run up the seam a little bit. Uh, you know, even some kind of choice routes. I, I think Brock Bowers could be really effective working through the mid and downfield. Now, in terms of athleticism, he's got great burst as a running back or as a as a tight end, you know, almost has a similar level of burst as some of the running backs in the class. And he can hurdle guys. He can juke guys. I mean, watch the tape. I mean, he is breaking the ankles of these SEC defenders. He's jumping over, you know, some defenders that he's playing against. And he is not coy in doing those things. Like, he's confident. He's aggressive with the ball in his hands after the catch. And for his frame, you know, coming in at 240, he speeds up very quickly. 
Uh, you know, again, for a tight end, I think he's going to run well at the combine because he builds that acceleration well downfield. Also, you mentioned it. I, I don't want you to think of when we're talking about these running touchdowns that he had in college, we're not talking about a two-yard goal line carries, right? Like oh, one wow. of them was a 65-yarder. Like these are legitimate runs. Uh, we're not talking about just handoffs. You know, sometimes they give it to the big offensive lineman or something like that. These are legitimate rushes. And then let's tie all of that in because I know you mentioned it, the scary word, it's Kyle Pitts. Oh, my gosh, is he just a pass catcher? Is he an oversized wide receiver? Let me tell you, folks, with the ball or with his hand in the ground, he fires off the snap. He finishes blocks. He is aggressive. He wants to block. I never saw that with Kyle Pitts. When they put him as a blocker, he was a liability. He was not interested uh, in being a part of the blocking game. Brock Bowers is very much about the blocking side of the game. And on top of that aggression, uh, he's also technically sound. I think he's got really good handwork when he's blocking. You know, he can pancake defenders. He's he's reliable. He's not often left in in pass protection. But if you needed to, you know, if you were looking at like third and 15, you wanted to have two tight ends in there, just really kind of give your guy a lot of time. You could leave him in in pass protection here. Um, so, so Brock Bowers, you know, there's versatility to how you use him. And I think if you're looking at, you know, he's probably a, a top candidate for at least a dozen NFL teams. And those guys probably have a dozen different ways that they envision using Brock Bowers. So it's really exciting to think about how he could translate to the NFL. Uh, and it, it's just, it, it's really uh, encouraging to see that folks are in on him early. They're not feeling that, that you know, being gun shy because of the Kyle Pitt side of things. I think a lot of folks understand that he is not the same prospect. And I hope this analysis and breakdown helps reinforce that and solidify that in our listeners and our viewers opinion. So John, before we get into how he fits into the stat model breakdown, I want to take a moment here and make sure all of our viewers, all of our listeners know about the awesome resources available over at the Rookie Big Board for as low as $5 a month. You can get access to our super active Rookie Big Board Discord, personalized advice, roster overhauls, trade talk. Get in on our dynamic Rookie Big Board rankings, changing weekly, updating it. We are on top of it. It's all we do year-round is the Rookie Rankings. We focus on that. We pair that with Devi and Dynasty Rankings. And then, of course, you have the annual Rookie Big Board Draft Guide that's available to patrons, one-on-one consolation Zoom calls that I do with patrons. There's so much available to you. All of it is 15% off now if you sign up for that annual subscription. All right, let's talk about it, John. How does Brock Bowers fit into that stat model? Why I put Bowers over Pitts, you mentioned it. I do think he's a better blocker. He's not a dominant blocker. But when you compare him with Pitts, I do believe he's better. Part of it is the scheme, the way Georgia demands their tight ends and their receivers, the block in the running game. But I do believe that Bowers will more likely be on the field early downs earlier in his career. The second reason why I differentiated between the two young men was Kyle Pitts really didn't break out until his sophomore year. And he was very good, but he wasn't unbelievable. He wasn't unbelievable till his third year on campus. Brock Bowers has been unbelievable for three years on campus, Matt. I mean, he literally was a true freshman. So that, to me, is the difference right there. And then you look in the model, Matt. 175 career receptions. I mean, that that is outstanding for a wide receiver, let alone a tight end. 
14.5 yards per catch, Matt. We're impressed with home run hitters as a, as wide receivers. Now, there is a caveat to that statement. If you look at his A dot, it's 6.5. So I had to say, why is there such a difference between the A dot and the yards per reception? That difference is, Matt, he's outstanding gaining yak yards. Brock Bowers is awesome in space. You mentioned he hurdles people. He can swipe people away. Sometimes he puts his shoulder down. So you have a low A dot, but a very high yards per catch. And that comes from the yak. Team dominator, 21% is outstanding for a tight end. Matt, receiving yards per team pass attempt is 1.92. Terrific for a tight end. I'm all in. He's definitely a top six, if not a top five pick in um, fantasy drafts. You can make an argument or dynasty. He's a top three, possibly in a tight end premium. Matt, what your fantasy fans know about Brock Bowers? Yeah, let's put it all together here. Let's give you what you need to know. If you're thinking about drafting Brock Bowers in your fantasy football rookie draft, starting here with draft capital, I have a conservative projection on his draft capital right now. I have 11 to 20 overall, uh, which is still fantastic draft capital, especially for a, a tight end. Um, you know, I think there's a possibility he goes at five to the Chargers. I could see Harbaugh doing that. Um, I could see other suitors as you kind of get back, you know, towards the, the back end of the top 10. But I think if we're being conservative and, and safe here, 11 to 20 feels right. I have a hard time seeing him go any later than pick 20. And I think for, for Superflex Fantasy Football rookie drafts in a non-tight end premium, I think that's going to land you in the 105 to 108 territory. You know, you're going to have those top four in terms of the – you know, Drake May, Caleb Williams, uh, Jaden Daniels, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. And then I think you're going to get into the conversation of, is it Malik Neighbors? Is it Brock Bowers? What makes sense for your roster? Who are you the most excited about? Uh, and so I think that's where Brock Bowers is in most rookie drafts. You know, if you're doing it today, a lot of mocks that I've seen, it's 105, it's 106. You mentioned it here. If you're doing like a uh, two, a two, you know, premium two PPR for tight ends, you know, you can make an argument for it to take him, you know, over, you know, your third favorite quarterback or to take him even over Marvin Harrison Jr. Potentially, you know, if, if there's really that boost in your tight end premium uh, format, but those premiums change so much depending on league. So it's hard to give, you know, personalized advice for that unless, unless you're in the discord. All right. But in terms of his tier here, I have him in the league winner tier, which for me, that's that tight end one, tight end two type player. I do think Brock Bowers, it, it's it's pretty easy to put a projection in for him as a rookie. Uh, if you give him, you know, 70, 75 targets, if he even pulls in four, you know, receiving touchdowns as a rookie tight end, that's a really high number, by the way, for a rookie tight end. He's going to be a tight end one. And in terms of his fantasy football value right now, I would put him at TJ Hawkinson. I've seen some rankings where they already have Brock Bowers as tight end one, tight end two. You know, they have him equal with Travis Kelsey or equal with Sam Laporta. I'm not quite there yet, but I think TJ Hawkinson is a really nice value oh, comparison, yeah. especially because, you know, there's that little bit of variability because he's going to be coming off the injury and how much will he contribute year one. So it, it sounds grandiose, but, you know, it puts him about tight end four, tight end five for the dynasty landscape, which is still very aggressive. 
but I, I feel like it's warranted. Everything we've talked about with your stat model, John, everything we've talked about with the film breakdown, that feels like uh, an appropriate value and maybe a little aggressive, but I'm willing to go up and get him just like all of our viewers and listeners should uh, be aggressive to go up and make sure they get that rookie big board subscription uh, for the rankings, for the personalized advice, for the Discord, for the, the rookie consultations, for the draft guide. So much available for just $5 a month. Thanks for checking out this rookie profile. <laughs>